This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected book of the month. Must women keep silent? Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Today on Live Your Faith. You sought the Lord three times after what you said before. You know, that's kind of like, well, I kind of saw it this way. I kind of saw it, he was saying, yeah, I'm tough. Yeah, I've been through all sort of stuff. Satan has not been able to knock me out. I'm not even mad about it. Man, God, it's your turn now, though. Welcome to the Live Your Faith broadcast. I'm Keith Butler. Praise God. Our broadcast is about Romans 1.16, which reads, The Word of God is the power of God to all deliverance. And then it's also about Hebrews 10.38, The just shall live by faith. We'll help you learn how to live by faith. And also, praise God, we'll help you to understand the Word. And that's what this program is about. We're going to go right into it right now. And you'll learn and you'll be blessed. In the name of Jesus. My assignment today is to minister on the other side of grace. The other side of grace. There is, of course, the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 10 makes a statement to us, all of us know. He says, But what saith it, the word is nigh thee or near thee, even in thy mouth? And in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach. So Paul preached the word of faith, pistis, this Greek word, trust and confidence and belief, reliance and assurance. But he didn't only preach the word of faith, he also said something else. If you turn to Acts chapter 20, we'll take a look at verse 24 over there in verse 32. But in Acts chapter 20, praise the Lord, he says here, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And so he said, there's the word of faith which we preach. Then he said, there's the gospel of the grace of God. And then in verse 32 in the same chapter, he says, and now, brethren, I commend to you and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them that are sanctified. And so, praise God, there's the word of faith. There's the gospel of grace. Praise God. And yes, hallelujah, there's the word of grace. And so, I think we have to ask some questions. First of all, then what is grace? Of course, the Greek word for grace is charis or charis actually. Uh, amen. And I'm telling you what, what it isn't. 
Turn, if you would, praise the Lord, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Can I get three hallelujahs this afternoon? One for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, uh, Amen. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Deke Osini, Osini, praise God. Our position in Christ, righteousness, right standing with God. In Hebrews chapter 4, praise God, we look at verse 16. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy, Elios. And so you have different Greek words and sometimes they're treated the same. I mean, righteousness in some, in some uh, uh, places are treated as though righteousness is grace or that uh, righteousness is mercy. There are three different Greek words. And they're three different Greek words because they have three different meanings. Now, when you turn to Romans chapter eight, praise the Lord, I just like to take a look at what the apostle Paul's position was on some of that. Amen. In Romans chapter three, and we'll begin picking up here. Oh, I think I'll pick up with verse five. But if our unrighteousness commends, now, Senectimi is the Greek word for commend, and it means introduce or recommend something. So he said, if our, un, if our righteousness introduces the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who take vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid. For then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God have more increase through my lie unto his glory, Yet, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather as we be slanderously reported. Now, if, if you're taking notes, I'd underline that slanderously reported, praise God, blasphemio. It means to be defamed. It means to be vilified. To be reported means, Paul says, this is something that some people say that I say. He said, and we be slanderously reported and as some affirm, that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. So Paul says here, I do not teach that we should do evil that good may come. Now that's an interesting statement that Paul had say that, and it's a statement we'll need to remember later on as I go a little bit further with this. Now turn to 1 John chapter 5, praise the Lord. Hope you brought your page turned finger this afternoon. <laughs> Praise God. Let's look at some scripture. First John chapter five, verse seven, of course. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. Now, of course, although they are always together, they have taken turns in who has the ascendancy in dealing with man, the first 4,000 years of man. Jehovah the Father, of course, was the one that had the ascendancy, shall we say, praise God, that was face to face with man. And of course, uh, Jehovah the Father had ascribed to him and he ascribed to himself many different names. You all know these names. Uh, let's just say if you were to say Rafa or Healer, for example. 
But if the only thing you said about Jehovah was that he was a healer, you would be selling him way, 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 way short. Hallelujah. Well, and of course, you can think about the Lord Jesus, praise the Lord. The Lord Jesus, of course, has many different names. I mean, he's called Lamb of God, Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, and you can go on. Many of the names, again, that the, that the Lord Jesus had, and of course, his tenure on earth physically was a very short one. I mean, it was only 33 years with his interaction with mankind physically, but it changed everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the Holy Spirit also has many names that's also attributed to him as well. I mean, he's called the comforter. He's called the spirit of truth, praise God, uh, and many other attributes just like Jehovah and the Lord Jesus Christ. But there is one in particular we want to take a look at for a minute. So turn to Hebrews chapter 10, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And we want to read, of course, if you start reading here with verse 26, for if we sin willfully after you have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment, or of course worse punishment, suppose ye, shall he be to who thought worthy who have trodden underfoot the Son of God and have counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. Now, of course, uh, that word despite, in viso, praise God, means to insult somebody. And he's talking about, of course, a a, a believer who, of course, didn't decide to go the other way. But I want you to notice something. Notice here the name Spirit of Grace. Spirit of Horace, praise God. And not only that, also notice that he can be insulted. Now, you can't insult, you can in insult a person, but you can't insult a standing. You can't insult a position. Amen. You see, after the earthly ministry of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace himself is now in charge. Hallelujah. Now turn to St. John chapter one. Oh, glory to God. In St. John chapter one, we'll read something about Jesus and his ministry on earth. It says in verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten, only born of the father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Pleuris is the word full. And it means to be covered over. So Jesus was covered over with the grace of God and covered over with the truth of God. We know one of the names of the Holy Spirit, of course, is Spirit of Truth. So then you want to ask the question, when was Jesus covered over with the grace of God? Well, same chapter. Keep on reading. 
Let's read on down, praise God. Um, oh, verse 29. The next day, John see of Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which take away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said after me come of a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bear record saying, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, unto whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him. The same is he that baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. Jesus was covered over with the Holy Ghost in the Jordan River. Of course, we see it in another way in Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Amen. We know that Greek word power, dudamus, supernatural ability, praise God, miracle working ability. God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and with power who didn't went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God was with him. Now, amen. Well, amen. That spirit of grace is what came over Jesus. Praise God. Thank God for it. Hallelujah. Now, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. Give me three more praise the Lord, somebody. It's too quiet in here. You got to understand, I see now, although I have people of different races in my church, but still most of the people in my church look like me. So if you ever go to a church where most of the people look like me, there ain't, ain't no such thing as a quiet church. I don't believe in quiet churches. There's always somebody saying, amen, praise the Lord, glory to God, or shut up or something, you know. There's always somebody saying something. So I'm not about to let you be, be quiet either. Somebody say something to me, hallelujah. So give me three hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, praise God. That started making me feel, feel like I'm at home then, amen. Now, Paul here in 2 Corinthians 11, chapter. He says in verse 22. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. And labor is more abundant. In stripes above measure, excessively. In prisons more frequent. In deaths off. Of the Jews, five times received I 39 stripes. Of course, 39. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. A night and day I have been in the deep, in journeys often, in dangers of work perils, dangers of waters, dangers of robbers, dangers by my own people, dangers by the heathen, Dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, and danger in the sea, danger among false brethren, in weariness, painfulness, not getting any sleep often, in hunger and thirst, in fasting often, in cold and nakedness, and beside those things that are the outside, that which comes against me every single day, the merenda. 
the care of the churches. I understand this because the Lord's used me to plant churches and nations and across this nation. And so if you're someone who is a church planner like I am, what's happening in the church in San Francisco? What's going on in Phoenix? What about the one in London? I hear that's going on. Something is wherever you are, it comes to your mind, amen, what's going on in these places. And of course, so I, I kind of understand what Paul's talking about. Now, care is a thorn, the scripture told us, and care, care chokes. In the parable, uh, parable of the sower in Mark chapter 4, Jesus said in verse 13, if you don't know this parable, how then will you know all parables? So it's the key to all of them, amen? So all his parables always go back to that one right there because that's the one, that's the key. And he said that Satan uses five tools against the believer who hears the word. The first one was affliction, persecution. The third one was Myrna, care, amen. And that word care has the idea of being distracted. See? Anxiety, cares on this world. It's, it's a thorn that Satan used. Well, Satan used this thorn, Paul said, with his own mouth. Every single day, this came against him this way. Praise God. Then, but then note what Paul says. Now, what Paul says after this, I said, yeah, okay, all right, I got you. Paul said, who is weak? He said, and I'm not weak. Uh-huh. Who is offended? Scandalizo. Amen. See, when you're talking about the somebody that's offended, you're talking about an individual who's, who's ready to back up. They're, they're ready to stumble. They'll stumble, they'll trip up, they'll be trapped, even enticed to sin. He said, I'm not offended. He said, I burn not. I'm not even mad. After all this stuff that happened to me, inside and outside, I'm not angry about it. I'm not stumbling cause of it. I'm not backing up, praise God. That's a good word for all of us. He goes on to say, for if I must need glory, I will glory of the things which concern my infirmities, my weaknesses. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forevermore, knoweth that I lie not. I'm not lying to you. I'm telling the truth that I'm strong. I'm telling you the truth, praise God, that Satan has come against me with all this stuff. He has not been able to knock me out. I'm telling you, God knows I'm not lying, that whatever he brought against me, I'm not even angry about it at all. I'm not blaming God. I'm not blaming anybody else. Breast God and Satan will not be able to get a hold of me. Then he goes on to say, and in Damascus, the governor of Aratos, the king kept the city of Damascenes with a garrison desiring to apprehend me. There's even a bunch of troops trying to get me now. And through a window in the basket, I was let down by the wall and escaped his hands. Now, all of that's good. Then it makes you wonder why he says what he says in the next chapter. So when you get to the next chapter, you get over there in verse 7. And he said, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of these revelations, of course, I was given. There was given unto me an angel, thorn in the flesh, angel of, of Satan to slap me around, lest I be lifted up above measure. For this thing, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. You what? You sought the Lord three times after what you said before? You know, that's kind of like, well, I kind of saw it this way. I kind of saw it, he was saying, yeah, I'm tough. Yeah, I've been through all sort of stuff. 
Satan has not been able to knock me out. I'm not even mad about it. Whew. Man, God, it's your turn now, though. <laughs> Anybody ever feel like that? You feel like, yeah, I don't walk through the fire. I don't walk through the flood. I don't walk through all this stuff. Now, Lord, now, now come on now. You, 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 you get involved here and help me out with this. So he says to God three times. He says, so when, so when you get rid of this demon spirit from me, God don't answer him. You ever had that happen? Yeah, I've been there, man. Ask Lord stuff. He didn't answer me. Ask the second time. Will, will you handle this problem for me? No answer. Been there. Third time he says, will you handle this, this problem for me? And then the Lord answers him and look at the Lord's answer here. And the Lord said unto him, my grace is sufficient for you. Now that word sufficient is the idea of having this up big wall, big barrier, praise God, that's there between you and Satan's attacking this. He says, for my strength, he calls the grace of God, this word, Greek word is dunamis. He calls the grace of God the strength of God. So he said, my strength is made complete in your inability. Paul goes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my inabilities and lack of strength that the dudamus, that the strength, that the grace of the anointed one and his anointing may rest upon me. Therefore, I take, praise God, pleasure in. That word pleasure means to think well. I decide to think well about this. Amen. In my weaknesses, in being reproached, in necessities, even in persecution, in distresses, for Christ's sake, Eper. This word also means over. Okay, amen. Christ over me. Praise God. Amen. For when I am weak, then I am powerful and capable. So we see, first of all, the grace of God, that's the spirit of grace. The spirit of grace is a person, Holy Ghost. Three that bear record in heaven. We see, praise God, that he is the strength of God. He is the power of God. We see that he's in charge, interfacing, praise God, after the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Let's go a little further. Turn to Ephesians chapter three. Give me three more praise God's because you are quiet here. Praise God, he's worthy of all praise and glory, hallelujah. Now in Ephesians chapter three, we see the apostle Paul says verse one, for this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you've heard of the dispensation, the stewardship, the administration of the grace of God, which is given me to you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery and the saved time because that clock is moving too fast. Let's get on down to verse five, or verse seven rather. Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me 
by the effectual operation, workings, praise God, of his power. So what do we see here? Praise God. We see that Paul, and, and uh, I heard Brother Copeland many years ago, probably decades ago, he likes, every time you see that word made, he likes to say manufactured. Okay, amen. So he was manufactured now as, as a minister by the grace of God. The grace of God is what? The anointing. Praise God. I want you to know God loves you very much and he wants you into his family. You say, well, how do I come into the family of God? Very simple. Just pray a simple prayer, Romans 10, 9. It says, if you will acknowledge with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the highest authority of all and believe that God has raised him from the dead, the scripture said, you shall be saved, delivered. And just pray the simple prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I do believe. That's right. Repeat it with me. I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He carried my sins on the cross, was put in the grave. I believe he's alive now. Come into my heart. I accept you as my Savior. And that's all you need to do. And you'll never be the same. Live Your Faith was created to help Christians grow in their faith in God and to become rooted in the Word of God. Our partners and friends are making it possible for us to do so. To thank you, we would like to offer a gift. With a donation of any size, you'll receive this pre-selected book of the month. Must women keep silent? Please visit www.keithbutler.org and click the banner at the top to receive your gift. Save the date for the Word of Faith Convention. Join us in Southfield, Michigan, August 9th through the 11th with Reverend Paul Brady, Apostle Michael Freeman, Reverend Kenneth Copeland, a Sunday service with Reverend Hank Kuhneman, and our host, Bishop Keith Butler. If you've been looking for a ministry school that would properly prepare you for the call of God on your life, then prayerfully consider receiving your training through Bishop Butler program. We have trained students all over the world, and they're doing great things for the Lord now, and we would love the opportunity to train you too. The Pistis School of Ministry is a two-year online hybrid program, and what you can expect to receive is an in-depth study of the Word of God and be equipped with the tools that you will need to succeed in ministry. I can honestly say that Pistis is like no other program. So whether you are a local learner or a distance learner, you can expect to receive the same great learning experience. If you would like to receive more information on Pistis or to register for our upcoming school year, email us at info at Well, praise God, we're taking the Word of God to Western and Southern Europe and other parts of the world. God wants everyone to hear the Word. You know, in Matthew 28, 19 and 20, it says, teach all nations. Then it goes on, praise God, teach them to observe with God from lost, all the things that Jesus taught them. So I want you to know when you support Keith Butler Ministries, you have a chance for the gospel to go just beyond your neighborhood, teach people around the world. We want to thank you for your prayers and your support. And always remember, fight the good fight of faith.
This program is being sponsored by the partners and friends of Keith Butler Ministries.